0: Hello and welcome back. Um, obviously, we have a, a very sad day today. As of last night, we did lose uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Ginsburg. So um, today, I'm going to try to be nicer than normal. I think this is going to be a pol- very polarizing issue uh, with the upcoming election, and um, I do think we need to do this situation a little bit more justice than normal. So uh, please forgive me um, if I'm not my usual jovial self and and try to really stick it to people. But in this situation, I think it calls for a little bit more sincerity. So I do want to say that before we get going, that this is a very he's doing because he wants to. He's been packing the courts for a while. I think the Democrats have been seeing that. And obviously, we'll get further into that you know, a little bit later. But that's why for the past you know, three years and change since he's been president, they've been calling for court packing, which I think we'll reference later because you're going to see how this falls into the current climate. So, I think when it comes down to it, I said in my previous podcasts and my my shows that, you know, while the Democrats were trying to control the civilian narrative, what we digested for information and how they wanted it to be perceived, the Republicans have been for a very long time packing the courts. So, you know, um, they each have their power struggles. um, And don't get me wrong, public opinion is power as well but they've obviously been doing this, their power struggles in, in two different um, areas. And now the Democrats are crying foul, and I don't think they should be able to. I think if you're going to control the public narrative, you go ahead and do it. But if you want to not focus on some of the priorities, which I would imagine would be the court system, you can't cry foul later. It's, you know, I'm sorry, you do it quite too often. But, you know, as far as, her wishes. um, As much as I think they should be respected, I don't think constitutionally they can. And I say this constitutionally. I think that the, if I remember correctly, that the president is supposed to nominate someone upon her death. Um, And he can nominate. It doesn't mean the Senate has to confirm or hold hearings or anything, but he's supposed to nominate. So I don't think we can take that away from him. Yes, of course, it's Trump's and he wants to. I mean, Let's let's be honest, but again, this is really we got to remember that there's three tiers of government here, okay? And we have one tier that has a subsection, you know, which is the Senate and the House. So again, this is really falls on um, the situation where the Trump has the authority and constitutionally supposed to nominate someone, but the Senate can do what the Senate wants. I mean, the president's not God. So we need to look at that. But going forward into this as well, so Trump wants to replace uh, Ginsburg without delay. Of course, we just said that. But Biden says the Senate should wait. The problem we have here, again, this is a Biden thing where 47 years, inconsistent message. And again, I think that's part of the problem now is the party's still split uh, on the Democrat side. You know, it's not like the um, moderate Democrats and the far less left liberals are joined on anything. There's no unity within the party. So, and and Biden really doesn't have a big message. I mean, let's face it. I mean, one third of the people still don't. I mean, or two thirds of people still don't understand what he's really running for. I don't even really know what he's running for because with his latest stunts. And his stump speeches. He's now going away from the left and going more right, trying to claim some of that middle ground. And it's like I said prior: um, Biden's not running for the Democratic vote right now. He's not, and uh, he's not definitely not running for the the liberal progressive vote. He's just not. He's running for people who are who think like me, an independent thinker. Um, and I think really what you need to do is we need to consider that. So let's, let's move forward here. So this is what he says now, but the problem we have is this right here. Watch this.
1: My consistent advice to presidents of both parties, including this president has been that we should
0: mind you, by the way, this is Obviously, if you you know, this is Joe Biden back in 2016.
1: So should engage fully in the constitutional process, of, process of advice and consent. And my consistent understanding of the Constitution has been the Senate must do so as well. Period. They have an obligation to do so.
0: So. Again, Joe Biden even agrees um, with this. So it says, no, I would go f- I would go forward with a confirmation process as chairman even a few months before the presidential election. If the nominee were chosen with the advice and not merely the consent of the Senate, just as the Constitution requires. So even 2016, Joe Biden um, he said even a few months before an election, he would do it. It's constitutionally required. The problem here is Senate, depending on who controls it, plays games with this. Now, this is a knock on the Republicans, and I'm more moderate and conservative than I am liberal, and I, but I do have some very liberal ideas. So I don't see how Joe Biden can now call for, we need to wait. This is pandering. This is nothing more than pandering, and this is what politicians do to us all. And you all buy into it for the most part to a degree because you're thinking emotionally and not intellectually. And I'm not saying anyone here is stupid. It's just sometimes our emotions get the better of us. And this should not be. I mean, we need to pick our politicians um, based on what they're going to do for us, how they hold their beliefs. But this guy's been in politics for 47 years. I mean, I pointed out in previous shows and podcasts, he's been lying since 87. I mean, what do you expect from him? Seriously, what do you expect from him? No one honestly believes Joe Biden's running for president. We, everyone doesn't think he's going to, you know, hold out his first term before Kamala takes over, especially now or recently. They're both making the same gaffe where it's a Harris administration or, a, you know, no, from Kamala Harris's lips now to a Joe Biden, where it's a Harris-Biden administration and it's coming out of his lips. So no one really believes Joe Biden's running for president. You can't think Joe Biden's running for president. If you do, you're absolutely wrong. Seriously. Um, and again, you know, you know, voter says right here, and this is you no know, a very recent article that you no know, Biden says voters should pick the president and the president should pick the justice. That's that's it. But here's the, here's the problem, though. Now when you flip-flop, if you really want to sit there and say that, uh, let the people choose, the people don't choose. And you're seeing that all over Twitter and Facebook. And they were, let the people choose. The people don't choose. And then when it comes to the president, he doesn't put up a justice that he doesn't think is going to get through the nomination process. I mean, let's let's face it. So the people still ain't choosing a justice. This is all for show and it's all for pander. I mean, let's face it. I mean, the people are just lying to us straight face and a lot of people are buying it. And it's sad because now this is in the memory of the late uh, Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people that uh, we can say that were great on the Supreme Court and but not all of Supreme Court justices were great. And this woman leaves a legacy behind, and now we're running into a major election, and it's being tarnished. And the woman, it's not even 24 hours since her passing. Come on, people. So here's Nancy Pelosi in 2016, right? This is her talking about, obviously, the Merrick Garland situation. The
1: Constitution, and uh, I would hope that we could follow it in his honor. However, other uh, Republicans have a breathtaking refusal to meet their constitutional duty to give Justice Scalia's replacement a timely vote and a fair hearing. Republicans' contempt for functioning government and their disrespect for the president knows no bounds.
0: Now, I don't know if any of you caught all that, but really disrespect for the president and contempt and whatnot, having knows no bounds let's face it, Democrats have had all that and the above um, since Trump was elected. And it's been with such vigor that even now, um, people have been leaving the Democratic Party a lot faster than normal um, because of the display. I mean, let's face it, I truly believe, and I said this since the beginning, that not all of us are moderate or liberal. We sway on the issues. And rightfully so, because we should be dealing with everything as an issue by issue basis. I mean, there are some things that with tradition and identity um, of a country that certain things are kind of like edged in stone and I get it. But this is ridiculous. Now we're seeing both sides and it's nothing more than a political play It has nothing to do with the American people. It truly doesn't. This is just a drama show for all you reality TV lovers. That's what this is, because you don't have a choice. You really don't have a choice. But we're going to hold on to that statement here for a second. Let's finish this out.
1: Evidently, it isn't enough for Republicans to merely shut down government or threaten the full faith and credit of the United States of America. They must sabotage the Supreme Court, too. Republicans have obstructed the Congress, obstructed our president, and now they want to obstruct
0: the court. So when hasn't the Democrats in this past four years done all the above again with zealous and vigor? Really? Nasty palooza here. And I don't care. I to be nice. But this woman is just horrible. And a lot of the California Democrats are just, just horrible for the most part. I mean, I just can't stand uh, that we as a country have to deal with them and their piss-poor policies that they try to push and I feel bad for a lot of Californians. And then there's a lot of Californians who you allowed this one-party system to play out. And with all the stuff you're dealing with, you get what you deserve. So um, it's, it's kind of sad. So let's move on. So Lizzie, Lindsey Graham, back before the other one, turned around and said that he wouldn't vote for um, a new justice, right? A new justice a year prior to an election. Now, of course now he's changed his mind, I know. And if we really take a listen, this is Lindsey Graham. This is
1: the last year uh, of a lame duck president. And if Ted Cruz or Donald Trump get to be president, they've all asked us not to confirm or take up a selection by President uh, Obama. So if a vacancy occurs in their last year, of their first term, guess what? You will use their words against them. I want you to use my words against me. If there's a Republican president in 2016 and a vacancy occurs in the last year of the first term, you can say, Lindsey Graham said, let's let the next president, whoever it might be, make that nomination, and you could use my words against me and you'd be...
0: So, yeah, Lindsey, we're going to end up using your words against you. Democrats got you... um Gotcha, cold, brother. You're, you're you're um gonna eat those words. But of course, now he understands, and you know he'll flip flop again. He'll flip flop a couple of times. But you know, I think the problem we have here, and and you need to understand this, okay? Um, the world is different. The world is different, and what I mean by that is it's real simple. For the past three years and change since Trump's been president, what's the one thing that uh, the Democrats have been whining about very consistently? And that is packing the Supreme Court, right? That's what they want to do, pack the Supreme Court. So here's Harvard, right? if And this guy goes through everything on here. And it's a very good article, and I'll put that in the description below. You should definitely read it. If the Democrats win in November, should they pack the Supreme Court? And, you know, I'm going to get into into this. I read this article when I have you, and I think I have my own beliefs on this, um, and I'm a little bit more in the middle when it usually comes to my thinking. But we're going to get in on that. But um, the other one, which is pretty funny, which came in like 28 minutes ago, is the New York Times, right? And Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death revised talks of court packing. So, um, yeah, no, I think the problem you have here is this has been going on for a while. And that is probably the one situation that really going to make Lindsey Graham think twice. Because if they win the presidency, they hold the House and now they get the court, Supreme Court. There's no checks and balances at that point, except for the Senate, and that's only what the Senate can hold. So I think you run that. And then, of course, you know, right here, good old Washington Examiner, there will be riots, right? There will be riots. Liberals threaten to burn it all down if Republican senators replace Ginsburg before election day. So we already saw We already saw that um, the riots didn't work well for the Democrats. So now it's calling foul, right? They want to call foul. Oh, we can't do this. We can't do that. Let's just burn it all down. Well, you know, that's only going to set the Democratic Party back because it's not going to be a party for the people because that's what they claim to be. But are you going to burn it all down? You ain't a party for all people you can't be if we're just going to burn it all down. So between packing the courts and then going to threaten riots, we need a Supreme Court now. We don't need a 4-4 decision. We need a 5-4 or whatever decision because there's going to be a lot of stuff to happen. So not only are you, you know, wrong for threatening the packing of the Supreme Court, But now if you don't get your way, you're threatening violence, which now means because of the heightened emotion and um, at this point and after the election, no matter who wins, we need a Supreme Court and we need a full Supreme Court. So if you're doing this to know these threats to win in your favor, you might be pushing it the wrong way because people like me will be like, you know, I I don't want to wait. Because if I need someone to make a decision, I don't want to wait, and then wait, and then wait, and then wait, okay? And then shit gets really out of hand, and I'm still waiting. So no, I think at that point, the Senate has to do something now. I mean, that's that's the truth of it. You, you, you put this in that situation. So you got to stop with this violence. You got to really get the... Um, liberal activists under control because it's not it's not activism it's just looting and rioting and straight terrorism if you're threatening to burn the system down that's what it is and i wouldn't be surprised if donald trump turned around and called after the fact you know they am doing all this as domestic terrorism if they find out to be a group i mean let's face it he's already done it with antifa so how far do you really want to push this Because the next president, understand this, the next president, uh, I'm not saying it will be Trump, but the next president has to, at some point, unify this country. Now, if Trump comes in, let's face it, country won't be unified, but at some point, a president has to come in and unify this country. And the further we go away, the harder it's going to be. And no one's going to win here. Again, it's all going to come back down to the same thing we've been doing for decades and, and, and centuries, which is compromise. And that's where I keep saying that the moderates need to come back to the table. You guys need to take control of both sides because you guys truly hold the power. You need to end this. You need to end this. Not every issue is black or white, left or right. It's not that. There's a country. Each country has its own regions. Each region has its own states. Each states have its own cities and its own culture and its own demographic breakdown. This is supposed to be a collective and it needs to start acting like that way, especially in the passing of, of, of Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg. I mean, they don't make women like her anymore. Um, and I don't think there's a lot of people out there that even can compare. Again, um, she's a loss. She, she helped move this country forward. What I've always said, though, is I do believe that there should have been a 5-4 split and because... I think moving forward, you do need to move forward as a country, but you need to be able to wrap it up in the American identity and the Constitution to protect it. And that's just the truth. So let's move on here. So the problem I also have with, with, I think Trump should do it now, and and it's not because I want Trump to do it now, but I think he has a legal obligation, unfortunately, and of course, he fervently wants to, but... um, words. how do you how do you turn around and let this guy choose
1: you know there's a great philosopher uh, and he talked about uh, jill puts notes up on my uh on my mirror when she wants me to more i shave uh to get messages across to me who in fact talks about division person who does not does does not focus on unity around the valleys that unite us the faith that together we, uh, I have absolute faith. Together, we, we, we can begin to repair this mission.
0: Together, we can work toward... Does anyone know what this guy is saying? I've said it all along. Does anyone understand what this guy is saying? You know, I, I didn't want to call it in previous episodes elder abuse, but I really think this is elder abuse at some point. The guy can't talk, okay? He really can't talk when you, when you put it down to it. He doesn't compete Compare to Donald Trump who can speak okay and if you put this guy in the debate what the hell is he gonna say cheeseburger seriously here and the problem here again is this is the best the Democrats had to give us which I which I find hard to believe there was some decent candidates that should have been taken a little bit more con- uh, seriously on The Democratic side when when they were running not Kamal Harris by any standard but there was definitely some other candidates that I think were better qualified at this point who could actually form sentences and paragraphs but we'll finish it
1: racial justice economic injustice climate change together we can restore America's mandate to be a nation of immigrants because in the faces of dreamers and new arrivals we see the grandparents Streaming on Ellis Island, ours and Jill's as well. The veins bulging. Close your eyes and remember the picture on television, and put the future within our reach. Where states that you look, whatever state of life you're in, you can make a difference. And
0: not the state of life you're in, Joe. Not the difference you're trying to make. I mean, that's that's the bottom line here. I mean, I just, it makes it very hard for me to take him seriously. It really does. And that's why I keep contending that he's not running for president. He's a prop. He's going to be removed. And then Kamala Harris is going to be the woman who's going to be the last woman standing on this one. Mm -hmm. You know, and then the other issue you have here is this guy is just floundered with scandals. And the problem is, is, it's not even so much him, it's like his son, right? His son is just like, wow. Um, see if we can pull this one back up here. You know, obviously, he has that China thing where he was helping the Chinese military um, buy auto parts, right? Of course, it won't come up. There we go. So Hunter Biden worked with Chinese military supplier to buy U.S. auto parts uh, company. So you know, between the Ukraine and China and everywhere else under the sun, there is no doubt in my mind, and there shouldn't be any doubt in anyone else's mind. Biden is going to be someone who absolutely embraces China and other countries. Um, and that's why NAFTA still stood at no. And I don't care what he said in his mind that's why NAFTA still stood because people like his son profiting from it huge. There's no way in hell Biden made all his money working as a public servant for 47 years. Not going to happen. I'm sorry. There's deals been made, things been done. And obviously his son now is knee deep in it. And uh, yeah, I just, you know what I mean? You can say anything you want about the Trump family, but they're not working with China. Don't care if you like it or not. That's just the truth, right? But there's one thing that we—I did post um, the last episode, and uh, whether it was the show or the episode that you'll watch, and that was the schools. And I think we need to really get back to that. That's you now obviously being overshadowed by uh, just uh, Supreme Court Justice Ginsburg's death, but um, everyone's trying to call for, you know, um, DeVos' uh, resignation when it comes to school reopening. You know, and I'm so tired of, of hearing this. You know, education is a state local issue uh, for the most part because demographics are not the same. Not everyone lives in an urban city. You know, um, if you can't handle your area well, that's your fault. It's not the federal government's it's not D.C.'s fault. What happens in Wyoming, what happens in Texas, what happens in Michigan, you know, at a local level for school is not Washington's fault. If you are either incompetent or let's just say it too stupid to get it right, then you should resign. If you need handholding by the federal government on how to handle your your local environment for getting your kids educated, you're the problem, not the federal government, okay? You need to get that straight and you need to understand that. It's called accountability because if you need the federal government to get involved, maybe they should also control your state and local funds because basically you want them to tell you how to spend your money. So that means you should want them involved as economically as well within your state and local government, because you're incompetent and too stupid to do it. So you think bigger government is the solution. I mean, that's really what you're saying here. So, so tied. This this pandemic's been going on for a while. It's getting better. I'm not saying we're at a great place, but it's obviously getting better. Doctors are getting better. Things are getting better. There's practices and policies in place that are working. There's stuff that these these local governments and state governments can adopt, okay, and enact, and if they just don't want to or can't do it because they're too stupid, then guess what? It's on you, and I do think if you're going to call for the federal government to get involved, that means they get involved on every level, which means you're asked out when it comes to how you spend your money. Because guess what? You invited the problem. And and that's the truth. You invited the problem because you want their guidance. I don't know, but it's like having my neighbor come into my house, right, and tell me how I'm going to run my house. Yes, we live on the same street. We live in the same city. But who the hell are you to come in and tell me how I'm going to spend my money, educate my children... If we don't even have the same uh, situation going on. That's absolutely asinine. But that's what we're facing today. So let me end with this. Okay, let me end with this. And then we'll, we'll call it quits. It is a true loss. It is a true loss um, that she passed. There's no doubt about it. Um, I think everyone is feeling it to some degree. This woman made know... Major changes in our country, but you know I think the problem here is the progressive left has really forced hands on this one. They've 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 pushed it to the limit, and now you have people like Lindsey Graham who's going to flip flop. But at the end of the day, he's the Senate um, Judiciary Chairman, and he's going to he's going to push that uh, nominee through because. Honestly, if this is the most hotly contested election of our time, it's already being uh, perceived by riots and going to have riots afterwards now because that's what the left is calling for. We can't have that seat vacant. You can't. And for people listening, whether you agree with everything I'm saying, you cannot threaten violence if you don't. (laughs) Get your own way, and the only people who can make final decisions on things is the Supreme Court and leave that seat open. So, you're pushing for something that's not in your best interest. You should have just left it alone. You should have turned around and negotiated your way out of this or found another way. Okay, but forcing violent threatening violence, telling people there will be violence, burn the system down, only means the system needs to be stronger and more protected. Which means that seat needs to be filled. Okay. So you're doing it wrong. Again. And if you want Trump elected. You're going the right way. Keep threatening more violence. Keep doing what you're doing. You idiots just don't get it. I mean seriously. You just don't get it. But I hope for everyone's sake. That in the memory of this woman. You should give it a day or two of rest. There shouldn't be immediately like Chuck Schumer coming out saying, hey, listen, no one should fill this seat right now. I mean, the poor woman isn't even buried. It's disgusting what politics has turned into. It's disgusting that I even have to be able to talk about this today. But it's a sad fact of life. So I hope you kind of more agree with me. I hope we can turn around and fix this. Um, And let's move on and forward in a better manner. Until then, I'll talk to you again. Please see the description for, below for any links to the other podcasts or what I have you. Um, thank you again for your support.